What's going on, Military Cashflow family, and welcome to another episode. So uh, we got a four-day weekend, so I'm really excited about that. Today's a, it's a Thursday right now, so we got Friday and Monday off. So I'm going to be hanging out, probably going to go to the beach with the family, do some really cool stuff. Uh, Mike is uh, doing some other business right now, so it's just going to be me on the podcast today. So hope you guys enjoy my my voice here, and if you're watching this, I hope you 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 know you're enjoying all the views that you're seeing right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so really quick announcement: if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and leave a comment below on this video if you're liking what's going on. Um, if you're listening to this on podcast, then make sure to leave us a review. We really appreciate those, and leave us a comment, man. We read those, and we try to implement what you guys are saying there to make this content even better right so if you got some suggestions leave that on the comment in the video or leave that in the uh the comments on the podcast and we will respond or you'll see you likely see some of the changes um uh, that you've suggested on the show to make it better right um also we got the facebook group great facebook group we got a lot of service members on uh on there on the military cash flow facebook group helping each other build wealth and grow cash flow through real estate don't be a stranger if you got any questions make sure to ask them man that's what the whole the whole form is there for we got people that are trying to answer these questions so if you got any questions please ask them it's not a promotional space so we're not looking for people to spam you out and things like that they will get deleted and kicked out right so don't be afraid to ask questions that's the only way you can learn grow and get better right um and then also if you're if you're looking for the step-by-step processes go to militarycastle.com and we have some courses there for you and we also got this awesome book back there boom the elite investor right there the elite investor by uh mr mike glassby and he's talking about his experiences and how to uh how to uh buy more real estate right using creative creative means so um yeah that's pretty much it there today's guest we have uh, dave debo and he's going to be talking all about raising capital um i thought this was a phenomenal episode i was like asking a lot of selfish questions uh throughout the interview right and as he was laying out this formula um and the formula that he lays out is pretty much explaining how a regular person like me or you that's maybe just done one deal um, or maybe done two deals and they're starting to realize hey i need to figure out this whole scaling hey i need to uh I need to learn how to use other people's money, right? He lays out the formula for you. So he goes over step-by-step step on the, the, the five steps on how to best raise capital, right? And I think they're phenomenal steps. And these are some, some things that I plan on implementing um, moving forward. Because as you guys know, um, that's my next step right now. And I'm starting to get hyper-focused um, on, on looking for these, uh, these smaller apartment deals, right? I'm looking for the 24, to 50 unit complexes to to start to partner with and and um and take down so that's kind of where i'm at right now um and these strategies can definitely help so if you're similar and you're looking for kind of the same thing you're you're you have that maybe self-doubt those limiting beliefs that hey um I can't, you know, I can't do it. Who wants to invest with me because I only have one deal and so on and so forth or whatever. Well, you can use these steps and they can help you grow. Um, and we actually even address the self, the, the limiting beliefs there as well in this, in this, uh, this episode. So 
Um, all around great episode. Make sure uh, you tune in, uh, especially if you are interested in learning how to raise capital. With that said, let's get into the video. Hey, how's it going? This is Dan Wynn and Mike Glaspie, and this is the Military Cash Flow Podcast where we teach service members how to build wealth and create passive cash flow through real estate. We cover real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned from other successful investors. Now, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, we need you to like, share, and subscribe. Now let's get started creating this military cash flow. Welcome, 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 military cash flow family. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we have uh, Dave Debeau. Um, he's going to be coming on. We're going to talk about raising capital, right? So I'm really excited to get in this conversation. Dave, thank you so much for coming on. Please introduce yourself. Let us know a little bit about uh, who you are and where you're from. Thanks very much, Dan. So uh, yeah, Dave DeBow, and I'm from beautiful British Columbia, Canada. I've been doing the whole real estate thing for quite a few years now. I think uh, 2003 was when I first really kind of got into it. And uh, Dan, yeah, I've, I've done quite a few different things with real estate investing, started with the creative, low money, no money down type deals. That was kind of fun. My first little kick at the can was doing 18 deals in 18 months. Um, then kind of caught on with a, an up and coming real estate guru up here, a guy that was doing education and, and raising capital and all that kind of stuff. And I jumped on board with him became kind of the marketing guy for his companies, helped him grow those, uh, that company from him and one employee working out of his basement to seven branch offices, 128 employees, $200 million a year in revenues, that kind of thing. So that was kind of a fun six year ride. And I'd taken some time off of real estate investing. And then I jumped back in, in 2010. And this time instead of getting into the no money down type deals, I switched focus and I started uh, doing a, a strategy called client first rent own. So that's where basically you buy a property for a tenant buyer and then you rent to own it to them for the next two to three years while you help them get qualified for financing. So like many people, probably a lot of your listeners, my first couple of deals doing that, I self-financed. I used my own cash, my own credit to get going with those. And that was uh, that was good. But like what happens to pretty much everybody, sooner or later, you're going to hit that financial wall, right? You run out of cash, you run out of credit. And I had heard, you know what? Just go find a good deal and the money will find you. Have you ever heard that saying? I've heard that too many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so I've heard that too. And that, of course, that's when this, this perfect deal lands in my lap. I get the property. I've got the perfect tenant buyers go out house shopping for them find a, a property, get it under contract. Everything was great. The only challenge was I needed about 85,000 to close on this deal for the down payment, transfer taxes, closing costs, et cetera, right? So I'd heard that, just find a good deal, the money will find you. And I said, well, I can't just sit here on my butt and wait for money to fall out of the sky. So I'd also remembered hearing, you know what? If you need to raise money, pick up the phone and start dialing for fill in the blanks. <laughs> dialing for uh dialing for dollars <laughs> dialing for dollars cold calling and that did not sound like a lot of fun to me it kind of looked like fun on that movie wolf of wall street and you know all these kind of things where guys are grinding it out on the phone so i tried it and i called rejected called rejected called rejected 
I'd like to say, Dan, that I did this, you know, 150 times and really powered through it. I didn't. I did it about 10 times. My poor, fragile little ego couldn't handle that much rejection. So I said, screw this. I don't want to do that anymore. So then I thought, okay, what else can I do? And I also heard other people say, you know what? Go out and turn every conversation into a real estate conversation. Get out there, go out networking, you know, use your 30 second commercial, commercial, your elevator pitch, all that kind of stuff. So I did. Went out to grab my handful of business cards, put on my blazer, off I went. Chamber of Commerce, BNI, Toastmasters, wherever the hell they let me, <laughs> let me in the door. I went in there and uh, promptly raised absolutely zero cash, right? All I got was a bunch of weird looks and collected a bunch of business cards and just kind of felt weird about the whole thing. Uh, so I'm, I'm starting to realize, A, I suck at cold calling. B, not great at the networking thing. Don't really like it. Just felt weird to me. And then I'm running out of time, right? Like you only have about two weeks to remove subjects yeah. on a single family home deal. So I had to get a one week extension. I'm really sweating and my tenant buyer's sweating and the pressure's on, right? And I came up with a brilliant idea, Dan. I said, you know what? <laughs> this is such a good deal. If enough people see it, this deal is going to sell itself. Have you ever heard anybody say anything like that? Yeah, it's such a good deal. Too. It's going to yeah. sell itself. So I put together a one page PDF and I got a, a group of a, a couple of hundred people that already kind of new and I had their email addresses and I emailed this thing out to everybody. Spam might be another word for it. <laughs> and this was the first thing that showed any signs of life because I started getting some replies to my emails. And I was going, yay, this is great. Until I started reading some of those replies, Dan. And, and basically these people reaching out to me and saying, Dave, dude, I haven't heard from you in five years, eight years or 12 years. One guy had not heard from me in 18 years and now and all of a sudden you're trying thing. to pitch a deal to him. <laughs> yeah, this is the first thing that came across his email box was, hey, it's Dave, I got a deal, you got any cash? Basically, not quite that bad. Bottom line is, in one way or another, everybody pretty much said, Dave, take a hike, in, in not so friendly language. And um, I ended up losing that deal. Obviously, I couldn't close on it. I didn't have the cash for it. I, I'm in a fairly small town, so I got some major egg on my face. Realtor was ticked off. Seller was big time tick off, ticked off. My tenant buyer was ticked off. Mortgage broker, you name it. Everybody's pretty ticked off, especially me, right? Uh, because not only had I lost a good deal, not only had I got egg on my face, but I'd actually, because I was so clumsy about it, I had turned off a lot of really good prospective investors by being like a bull in a china shop, right? So that's when I decided I gave my head a shake. I you know, moped around for a couple of days. And I said, you know what, David, there's one thing you're pretty good at. It's marketing, because that's what I was doing for many, many years before that. Why don't you apply marketing to this whole raising capital thing? And instead of chasing after investors, why don't you see if there's a way that you can actually get them coming to you, right? They might not be chasing after you, but you get them coming to you, booking appointments, ideally pre-educated about what you're up to, pre-motivated, uh, pre-disposed to investing with you, and if possible, pre-qualified. And then you've got a meeting with these people. And that's a complete 180 from chasing after them. So by hook and by crook, I came up with this, what I call my five-step money partner formula. And when I was doing the single family home deals, I raised uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars for those kind of properties over a couple of years. And then 
I switched into just like like you're doing into multifamily properties. And since then, I've raised millions of dollars for that. But more importantly, I've helped other what I call mom and pop real estate investors uh, raise cumulatively hundreds of millions of dollars for their deals by following the same process. Now that's a that's a great story, and I think uh, there's a lot of us that that kind of fall into that category, right? And we've done a done a few deals, and you know we're starting to scale. I mean, it's, it's an extremely important process, our extremely in, important step uh, in the process of scaling, um, and being able to raise capital. So at some point, just like you said, um, you you're either going to run out of money, or the bank's just going to stop lending you money because of, of debt to income, right? So that's that's another uh, big strong piece. And even if you have an LLC, they're still um, they're still looking at you as the individual and seeing how much, you know, uh, credit worthiness you have as an individual and how much debt you can hold as an individual. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's an extremely interesting story. So lay it out for us. Can you give us a kind of a brief summary? How does that work? So in, oh, instead sure. of, in, instead of, um, going out and shouting from the rooftops, right? Like, Hey, I got a deal. I got a deal. I got a deal. Now you're, you're bringing people in, they're coming into you and you're able to have a, an intelligent conversation with people that are genuinely interested. Right. And that's, yeah. that's kind of what, where I'm seeing this going, but can you, can you kind of, um, explain that for us or help, help us understand that how, how someone, um, in that transition phase could, um, could help to start raising capital like that. Yeah. Happy to Dan. So, yeah, I'm happy to go over this whole five-step money partner formula thing. But first things first, I think people really need to understand a couple of fundamentals when it comes to using other people's money and raising capital. And the first thing is, I learned the hard way that the chicken and the egg thing, you know, which comes first, the money or the deal, the deal or the money, right? Because find a good deal, the money will find you. That wasn't my, my experience. So in my opinion, we want to have our investors lined up, ready to go in the wings, and then we go looking for more deals. And why is that important? Why is that important? Just for our listeners out there, why is that important? It's important because two, two big reasons. Number one, your own mojo, right? If you know you've got the investors and the capital to go out and, and buy whatever kind of properties you want, then you're going to have the confidence to go out there and negotiate good deals and be willing to get properties under contract because you aren't going to be pussyfooting around, freaked out if you're going to have the money or not. So that's that's number one. And number two is because by having the money lined up first, it just opens up so many more options for you, right? You can you can either do a higher volume of single family homes if that's what you're into, or you can do like what you're doing, Dan, and you can start scaling up and getting into big deals. Does that make sense? That so makes really. Really, really important. That's that's another thing. And then the other thing is, I see people making a mistake when they start raising capital, and they just kind of figure, you know what? Anybody with a pulse and a checkbook that doesn't bounce could be a good prospective investor. And on the surface, that makes sense. But when you dig down a little bit, it doesn't for two big reasons. Reason number one is just logic. Like, if, if you really think about it, if we're trying to get somebody to invest 50, 75, 100, $200,000 with us, that person's going to want to know us, like us, and trust us with their money. Would you agree? It's just common sense. So if you're going out to the great unwashed masses, just to everybody and anybody, if you don't know them, and you're trying to raise money, well, if you're going out to strangers, they don't know you, they don't like you, and they sure as heck do not trust you with their 100 grand. So that's you know pretty much a, a non-starter right there. And the second challenge is, legalities. 
Now, I don't claim to be a lawyer or a security specialist or anything like that. I'm a real estate guy and, and I'm just sharing my understanding of things. But in the States and also in Canada, we've got securities regulators. You've got the Securities and Exchange Commission. Each state has its own commission as well. We've got the same thing up here. And basically they say, hey, it's illegal for you and I as mom and pop investors to raise capital from the general public unless we're licensed to do so. So like a stockbroker, financial planner, mortgage broker, or if we uh, have certain exemptions or we've got the right offering memorandums or we've got the right corporate structures set up. And these kind of things tend to be very expensive, especially when you're just getting started and you're doing smaller deals. So it's kind of kind of out, out of the range. So what does that leave us? Well, that leaves a, a very good uh, area that we can focus on. And that is working with people that we have a pre-existing relationship with. And who are these folks? Friends, family members, coworkers, close business associates, these kind of things. People who, who genuinely know you and you know as well. So my philosophy, Dan, is let's start with that target group first because that's A, the easiest to get to, B, that's the low-hanging financial fruit, and C, it's going to keep us out of trouble with the Securities and Exchange Commission. All right, let's take a quick break. I hope you're enjoying this awesome episode. If this episode has got you pumped up and you're looking for more ways to learn, network, and take action, make sure you go over to www.militarycashflow.com where we're doing our absolute best to provide our military community with tons of value. Here's just a few things you'll find when you go to militarycashflow.com. You'll find our books. You'll find the Military Cashflow Facebook group where we have thousands of new and experienced military investors networking and asking and answering questions. You'll find our Military Cashflow real estate investing course that teaches you everything you need to know to buy a cash flowing producing asset. We teach you how to find the deal, how to analyze, how to renovate, how to build your team and maintain that property. You'll find our one-on-one -on -one coaching programs. And when you're ready to start taking action and invest, or you're looking just to PCS, we'll even vet and find an investor and military-friendly realtor in your area at zero cost to you. So make sure you head over to www.militarycashflow.com to get access to all these great tools. And lastly, and I would almost say most importantly, make sure you share this information with another military member that might find it valuable. And with that said, let's get back into this episode. Now, I think that makes perfect sense. And I just want to want to add something here because this is military cash flow, right? We, we, most of our listeners are military affiliated somehow. Now, we, if you're listening to this and you're like, man, how does this really apply to me? All right. So most of us, and we kind of already touched on this just a little bit, but most of us, right. We, when we find out about real estate and the power of real estate, we, we tend to use what's called house hacking. So we'll get our VA loan, we'll buy our first duplex, we'll live in one side and rent the other side out, right? Um, and then we got the we got the itch from now. Now, we, now we're understanding, hey, how this thing works and we wanna do our second deal. Um, you might not be able to use your VA loan, but somehow you get that second rental property, right? And and now this is, this is where all this kind of comes into play. At that point, at, depending on the size and the size and scope of the deals that you've done, the last two deals you've done, it's going to be hard for you to uh, to gain more financing, traditional financing through a bank. 
um, that they're looking at your debt to income ratio and things like that, like we just mentioned before. And now we still have the bug and we still want to learn how to scale. So we have to learn how to, how to, uh, to raise this money. Right. And just like you're saying right now, we, we initially go out to our peers, right? A lot of us in the military, we don't, we don't have a, a large group of people to, you know, that we know, especially if you're going to peers, other peers in the military that just have $50,000 sitting around to, to continue to, uh, to continue to invest. So I'm assuming the next step, right? We, we just talked about the low hanging fruit. So I'm assuming the next step is going to be, all right, how does someone like me in the military, right? Network with other individuals, that, that may have access to that type of capital. Is that? Well, first, first I think we got to squeeze the, the juice out of the fruit that we yeah, already dropped, right? Yeah. And I've, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but we've worked with hundreds of people, uh, you know, over the years. I'm convinced we've all got at least a million bucks worth of capital within the contacts we already have. It's not just your military contacts, it's your, your friends and your family from outside of the military everybody that you've got that pre-existing relationship with. So what we do, Dan, is, is we start people off by creating a target group of somewhere between 150 to 200 pre-existing contacts. And people go, I don't know that many people. There's no way in heck I know that many people. Yeah, you probably do. You'd be surprised. So here's what we do. And your, your viewers, your listeners can, can do this. Check out your own cell phone. If you want to do this, Dan, it might be kind of fun. If you got your phone handy, Go ahead, check it out. Go to your contacts. I know it works on an iPhone. I'm not sure how it works on. Just start scrolling. I did that the other day and I started going through and like, man, I haven't talked to these guys. Just like you said, I haven't talked to these guys in years. Yeah, not that, but not only that, but you figure out how many you got. So first thing we do is we export all of these content. We don't worry about talking about them yet, talking to them yet. We want to create a contact group first, right? So export all of your contacts from your, your cell phone, get them into an Excel spreadsheet. Export all of your email contacts, get them into that Excel spreadsheet, go onto your social media, whatever the heck it is that you're using, TikToks and Facebooks and LinkedIn and Instagrams, whatever the heck you're using, export all of those contacts. Now, instead of having to think up 200 people, now you're probably going to start with 1,500, 2,000, maybe even more. Most of those people you don't really know. I hate to break it to you. Most of your Facebook friends aren't really friends, but you know, it's a good, get them all in there anyhow. And then now we take a look at that big list and we whittle it down to 150 or 200 people. Way, way, way better, all right? So we're gonna start with that target group, Dan. And then once we've got them all, all together, we wanna really focus on names and email addresses at least, right? Because most of what I'm gonna be explaining to you here, we wanna systematize it, we wanna automate it, we wanna make it so that it, it's an efficient system, right? So target group, names and email addresses, and then we want to avoid the big dumb mistake dumb dumb Dave made, which was, hey, it's Dave, i got a deal, you got any cash. No, we, we want to be intelligent about it. So this is what we do. We do a very simple three-step warm-up campaign. And here's the goal of it, Dan. And the goal is, let's first of all, reconnect with people on a personal level first, get a conversation going, not real estate related, right? On a personal level first. And then second thing we want to do, we want to introduce the idea of real estate investing and just kind of start to pique their curiosity. So what we do is we do a simple three-step email campaign. Email number one is just like a, a normal written out email. 
it's kind of like what I call the, <laughs> you're too young to remember this, but people used to actually write Christmas letters back in the day, right? Before the interwebs and cheap phone calls and all that kind of stuff. So I call it a Christmas letter for Matt Nadine, email format. Hey, here's what I've been up to for the last four or five years. Here's what the family's doing. Here's what the kids are doing. In your cases, here's where I've been deployed. Here's what, you know, talking about life, right? You know, here's how the COVID thing affected me. You know, here's good stuff, not so good stuff. So if you're going to print it out, it might be about a page long, maybe page and a half. Just a nice, friendly, catch-up message. And at the end of it, here's the key. Well, that's what I've been up to. How about you? Please hit reply to this email. I'd love to catch up. Send that out through an email autoresponder system to all 200 people all at one time. And then here's your job, Dan. Answer the emails. When people reply, have a genuine reconnection. Don't be trying to sneak in any NLP subliminal messaging about real estate investing. Just have a genuine reconnection, right? Second message goes out three or four days after the first one. Same idea, but we do a video message instead of just written out. Because again, video is the next best thing to being there with the, with the person. Again, the call to action is, hey, love to hear back from you. You don't have to film a video, but reply to the email. Let's catch up. And then your job is just, you know, to be replying, going back and forth a little bit with these folks that are reaching out to you. Now, to allay everybody's fears, hey, if I send out 200 of these, am I going to be overwhelmed with hundreds of responses? Probably not. Probably you're going to get somewhere in the range of, you know, maybe 25 to 40 people actually getting back to you, which is awesome because there's major money in those reconnections. Trust me. And then the third message, this is where we're going to give people the heads up that we're going to transition our conversation into real estate investing. So I go something like this. Hey, it's Dave. It's been really good reconnecting with you over the last week or so. Just want to let you know that moving ahead, I plan on doing a much better job of staying in touch and letting you know what I'm up to with real estate investing. Real estate is something I'm really passionate about. I've gotten into it. I'm doing really well with it. In fact, I think this is the best way for everyday folks like you and like myself to make an above average return on our money backed by a solid, tangible asset, a real piece of property. And who knows, maybe sometime in the future, you might even want to partner with me on a deal and share in the profits. But you know what? If you're really not into real estate investing, that's okay too. You can always click unsubscribe at the bottom of any of my emails. You'll be taken off my list immediately. My nose might be out of joint for a little while, but eventually I'll get over it. Okay. And in the meantime, if you haven't had a chance, please hit reply to this email. Let's catch up. Does that make sense there, Dan? So start with the target group. And then we warm them up with this little three email sequence and we let them know what's coming ahead. And then we're going to, we're going to start with some marketing, right? Because that's really where the magic is. If we want to get people coming to us, pre-educated, pre-motivated, predisposed, then we got to get the word out and we got to encourage them to reach out to us. Is this, is this making sense to you? Yeah, it makes sense. Understood. Yeah. And what you right. want you just basically have that reconnect and have that conversation again. Uh, and it makes sense so they can kind of get to know who you are and what you've been doing the last five years since you've talked to talk yeah. to someone. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. Rekindling, especially, especially guys in the military, I would imagine, you know, when you're deployed from different bases, you know, people are changing people, people around you change all the time. So you kind of lose contact with people. So that's, that would be the, the first step. And then the next part of this, so that was actually all step number one. We'll go a little faster now. Step number two is once you got that list, you reconnect with the people, uh, you got to be prepared if somebody puts up their hand and says, hey, Dan, 
cool, man. What are you up to with real estate? I'd like to find out more. Now, here's another big concept we got to remember. And your viewers have to remember as well, right? Just because we're into real estate investing does not mean our prospective investors are, right? Very so true, yeah. you, you got to remember, they're not real estate weirdos like you and I and like our listeners. I say that with love and respect, right? Because that is true. So uh, the stat I heard is that 95% of the general population has never invested in a revenue property before, right? Not talking about their own their own home. I'm talking Not about a revenue yeah. property. Yeah. So if you've even got one deal under your belt, you're ahead of probably 95% of the non-real estate folks that you know. Um, so keep that in mind. So we also have to keep in mind that they do not want to get overly educated about real estate investing because that's a big mistake people make is they try to just ram too much information down people's throats. So step number two is to have a well-organized, well-designed slideshow presentation that you can show people. And we got to keep it simple. We got to keep it Reader's Digest level. And that means, you know, Reader's Digest was an old magazine that was written for, for grown-ups but it was written at a 13 year old reading level, right? So we got to do the same idea with our presentation, not that the other person's dumb, it's just that they are not a real estate enthusiast like us. So we got to keep it super, super simple, easy to follow through either, easy to walk through. So that's step number two, have that presentation ready to roll. And then step number three, and some of, all this stuff kind of goes all at the same time. Step number three is the marketing side of things, getting the word out. Uh, getting top of mind and then staying there with that target group of a couple of hundred people. You don't need to be super famous. You don't need to have, you know, your own podcast necessarily. You just, you need to become the, the go-to guy or gal real estate wise, investing wise in the eyes of your target group. So, and how, and how are you doing that? Yeah. Lots of different ways. So number one, well, first of all, that little warm up campaign I told you about, that was the first kick of the can. That's, that's the first bit of marketing. Uh, the, the next thing is you want to have, I suggest you want to have a website specifically dedicated to communicating with prospective investors, right? It can be a completely separate website from your I buy houses website or, or whatever you have for your, your bread and butter real estate strategy. Have this one as a communication hub for your list. So that's, that's really important because everything we're going to do is going to come from that and it's going to bring people back to that hub. And then what I recommend, what works quite well, is getting up to the point where you've got at least a weekly drip coming out to your list, right? Not always the same thing. So it could be, for example, when we're working with our clients, uh, first week of the month, electronic newsletter comes out. Second week, there's a blog post that comes out. Third week, electronic uh, video log, short, sweet little video comes out. Uh, fourth week, another blog post, and then it just repeats after that. So ding. You know, every week they're getting something different, but not too heavy, right? Edu, I call it edutaining, a little bit educational, hopefully a little bit entertaining. So people kind of, you know, look forward to seeing it or at least kind of enjoy reading it. And then that way, little by little, some of them are going to be hot to trot and ready to go sooner than not, sooner than later. But other people, it's going to take them some time to get comfortable, right? So again, we talked about the know, like, and trust factor. Well, here's the good news, Dan. When we focus on people we have that pre-existing relationship with, we got two out of the three already taken care of. They already know you, they already like you. Now we just gotta work on that. <laughs> Only keep the ones that like you on the list. I got you. Now we just have to work on that trust factor. 
Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Whew. So I'm flapping uh, my that's a million miles an hour here. Where do we get to? Step. No, that's step good. We're we're at step number three. We're we're at step number three. I'm I'm ready. I'm good. You're ready for number yeah, four. I think we're good. Yeah. Number four is all about demonstrating the credibility and authority, right? So again, going back to the fact that if you've even got one deal under your belt, you're already ahead of 95% of the non-real estate people that you know, right? So you need to you need to feel good about that. You got two or three or four deals under it, then you are definitely ready to start raising capital because this is a big mindset thing for a lot of people. Am I worthy of using other people's money for my deals? Well, yeah, you know, as, as long as as you're, you're using their money as if it were your own, you're taking care of it, you're, you're being responsible with it, you're, you know, you're making sure that you're investing their money in good deals, then yes. So step number four is all about building up that credibility and authority in the eyes of your target group of prospective investors. Lots of different ways to do that. What you're doing right now is awesome. Having your own podcast, uh, your own platform, that's fantastic. Being interviewed on people's podcasts is fantastic. But there's also some simple things that you can do. So one thing I always recommend is when you're meeting with somebody about money, about potentially investing with you, dress professionally, even if it's a Zoom meeting, right? If you're wanting somebody to invest 50 or or $100,000 with you, that is a fair chunk of change for most people. Right? You mean so, I can't sit? You mean I can't sit here in a tan T-shirt and like just? <laughs> well, hey, dude. Here's what I do. I just throw a blazer on on top of that. Right? I'm just that's, joking with you're, you. You're golden. <laughs> but that's my recommendation, right? Not not everybody does it, but I, it just what I find, and I know you know this from from life in the military. People look at you differently when you're in uniform versus not in uniform. Would you agree? No, you're 100% right. And one thing I do want to say about this, uh, this particular step is that that credibility piece goes a very, very long way. Um, and, and it's hard for especially our friends and family, right, who see you in a certain light growing up, especially if they have known you for a while, right? It's it's hard for them to see you in a different light than they already know you. So if this is something you're, you know, you're, you're fairly new at, and then you want to raise money, they're like, hey, I've seen you as a joking guy. You know, you've been you've been the, the crazy cousin the entire time, or you've been the crazy nephew this entire time. Now, it's hard for them to shift focus and see you in a different light, a, a more serious or, or more um, financially savvy um, uh, you. So that, that's, I, I really like this step here, this uh, playing the credibility. And sounds like and, you got a little and, experience with that there. Oh, yeah. oh definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so here's a trick. So let's, let's back up a sec. So when it comes to your, your edutaining marketing, here's a big, big tip for you guys, especially if you're out actively doing deals, feature them, right? Hey, Shoot, shoot a little bit a video of yourself walking through one of your rental properties mm. or you know fixing something up or or looking at a new deal like you don't have to go through all the numbers or everybody said so just a little selfie with your with your cell phone saying hey i'm looking at this property at whatever kind of like it it's cool it's a duplex i love small multifamily properties got to crunch the numbers see if this one makes sense i'll let you know how it's going right even short little stuff like that that stuff's golden does that make sense so show them that you're actively doing this kind of stuff. And again, that's why it's so important to have that consistency, that constant, consistent communication, because some people will jump on board right away. Other people, it might take them a little while to get over that, that past, you know, context of where you fit in, right? For, 
for them to grow their contacts like you have grown as an investor over the years. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta, we gotta have to go over the quick money, but if all we do is go after the quick money, you're leaving at least 85% on the table. Okay. So again, that's why that, that credibility is really important. So other things you can do. So dressing up, looking sharp, uh, when you're, you're talking to people, having that sharp investor presentation that looks professional, professional website, all that kind of stuff goes a long way. Sharp looking business cards. You know, I, I can't tell you how many people do the crappy little laser inkjet business cards on their own. Don't, you know, uh, in fact, I, I recommend that our clients get some really, really nice business cards. They actually, they're pretty expensive. They're like a buck 50 a piece for crying out loud. Yeah. Uh, but whoever gets one of those cards goes, holy crap, that's a nice card. And they feel guilty if they throw that card away. <laughs> There's all sorts of different ways you can do credibility. When, you know, like having your podcast, writing a book is another great way to, to create credibility, um, be seen as experts, EC, be seen as an authority because, you know, that's where the word authority comes from, author, right? So all sorts of different ways, but you don't have to do that big either. If you have an opportunity to speak at a local real estate investor association or a club, that's great. If you're if you're scared spitless of speaking in, in public, that's okay. Just be part of the, the, uh, the association nice. directors. Yeah. Get up there, you know, introduce speakers, whatever. Just get your face out there so people see you as a an active real estate investor. That's perfect. Yeah, step forward. I think that one's uh that one's probably one of the most critical. Of course, it's I mean, every step is definitely important, but that one might be the hardest, I think, for most people to overcome that credibility piece, especially if you're just starting off. And like I said, that get, getting people to see you in a different light is definitely, is definitely uh, a, a, might be a little difficult, but I think you've laid out some great, uh, great tips and suggestions for, for you to do just that. So, well, here's the thing. And, and this, a lot of your viewers are in the military, obviously. And, and what I suggest is that you borrow some of that credibility and that skill set that you've gotten from being part of the military. I mean, there's a huge difference. I, I think you'd probably agree, Dan, between the you right now and the 17-year-old you that your cousins and aunts might remember. Would, would you agree? Like, like the amount of discipline that has come into your life, the, the, the ability to follow instructions and orders, the ability to get stuff done no matter what the circumstances are, all of that translates to real estate investing. That's why I see so many, so many military guys being so successful in real estate because they've got the right mindset, they've got the right skill set, they've got the right, you know, they've got the right attitude, they, the, you know, no matter what it takes kind of attitude. So when you can kind of show people that you're bringing all of that to real estate investing, that's huge. That, that it, it really is. So you got to, you got to own all of the skill set that you have from everywhere that it came. And then step number five of all this kind of goes back to what you're asking about a little bit earlier, Dan, which is, okay, so once you've kind of squeezed all of the, the juice out of friends and family, first of all, if you think you have, you probably haven't. Because statistically speaking, 85% of the capital you're going to be raising is going to come from people after they've heard from you and be, been consistently hearing from you from between five months and 24 months, right? It, it takes a while for them to get comfortable with you as a real estate investor and really see you as an authority. So if you give up too quick, you're missing out on a lion's share there. But here's a shortcut. Once you get 
You don't need a ton of them. Once you get your first one or two or three investors on board, you're gonna start the snowball effect. And here's what's gonna happen if you do it right. If you're doing a good job and people are happy with the, the returns they're getting and, and working with you, then it's a perfect opportunity to ask for two things. Number one, testimonials, right? Testimonials. So you can get, especially video testimonials are golden because, you know, Dan, you and I can say, hey, we're the greatest thing since sliced bread. But if somebody else says it, it carries a hell of a lot more weight, right? It's a much more believable. And then the second thing we can get is we can get warm referrals to their friends and their family members because your investors probably know and hang out with other people who good, could be good investors for you as well. And that's where you're able to start growing that sphere. That becomes that second level, right? It's not just the people you know, it's the people that they know. All of this in addition to whatever networking type things you want to do. If you want to be going to local RIAs, that's fantastic. Real estate investment associations are great. I always kind of, people always say, well, Dave, isn't everybody there looking to raise money? And actually, it's usually not the case. I don't know if you've seen this, Dan, but about, <laughs> about half the people at real estate investment clubs are too busy, scared, insecure, whatever, to pull the trigger and actually do their own deal. They would love to, to do a deal with somebody else and kind of get the feel of it. So there's great opportunities for finding investor partners in real estate. That is 100% true. Um, a lot of the things that I've done have been through uh, going to RIAs, going to events and, and doing things like that. Um, and that's where you meet a lot of people. And, and just like you said, you would think that everyone's trying to do pretty much the same exact thing. One thing, one thing that I've noticed, especially at RIAs and RIAs in particular, um, is that there's such a wide array of real estate and there's such a wide array of things that can be done in real estate. People that are lending money, people that are obviously doing flips, wholesaling. You got, you got so many different um, uh, facets of real estate that going to these events, whatever you're doing, you can find someone that will complement what you're doing, right? So um, I think you're spot on with that one. And that's, that's. Well, they're not just that, but you've got a whole bunch of people thinking about doing real estate investing and not quite doing it, right? That's yeah, so, probably about a third of the people there, <laughs> maybe even more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least. So my friend, that's, that's my process in, in a nutshell. And what we find is this is a really good way to, for people to get started with the whole, the whole uh, process of, of raising capital, right? Because uh, we, we see people on podcasts and we hear about people raising millions and millions and millions of dollars. Well, guess what? They had to start small. And this, as far as I'm concerned, is the best way to get the ball rolling, get that experience under your belt, get that mojo, get that confidence, and get the, the track record and the credibility that's going to carry you ahead for when you really want to start scaling things and, and doing syndications and starting to work with uh, accredited investors and, and things like that. Yeah, I think that's what you've outlined right there is absolutely phenomenal. And, and the reason why I think it, it's so great is because I think a lot of people are inadvertently doing this, um, but they're but they're not they don't have a step-by-step -step process, right? So, so me, for example, I'm a, I think I'm a perfect example. This is something that I've been working on as I transition to get ready to scale, right? Um, a lot of the things we've done were very, very deliberate, like, you know, the authority and the credibility was the reason, which is one of the reasons why we created the podcast, one of the reasons why we have the YouTube channel, the books and all those things. Um, but, but one thing, um, 
me personally, I haven't done is just like you said, is created that friend li friends list and then start going through that way and deliberately sourcing um, um, sources of sources of um, deal flow based or excuse me. Um, capital yeah. yeah, capital flow. Right. So that's one thing I haven't purposefully purposefully done or intentionally done. Um, my thought process process was once I once I do it, I gain the credibility through everything else I'm doing, then people will automatically just start coming to me through that way. And, and, and it's slowly started to happen. It's actually started to happen a lot here yeah. recently. But um, I think that past step one through three, doing the create your list of friends and family and whittling that down initial email with the genuine follow up and then three, the email drip. Um, I think those three um, can can definitely add gasoline to, you know, to your capital raising venture. So um, I, I think that's really, really good. It's really, really good stuff. I'm glad it's helpful. Yeah, it's worked worked well for me. It's worked well for a lot of other people. And at this stage, uh, basically, what what I have, Dan, is I have a boutique marketing agency, and we kind of teach people how all this works. And then we offer them a big red easy button that, hey, you know what? If you if you don't know how to extract all your contacts and merge merge deduplicate databases and all that kind of stuff, hey, we can do that for you. Hey, you know if if you don't know how the first clue about uh, an investor website. Well, we can make one of those for you. Hey, if you don't know anything about how to create marketing, well, we can do video logs and blog posts and e-zines for you. You don't know how to do a webinar, well, we'll do a webinar with you. So we do all of this stuff for our clients because again, most of them are, are like you and a lot of your viewers. They're part-time real estate investors. They're full-time military. They're full-time working and they're full-time, you know, spouses and parents and, and all this kind of stuff. They're busy. So we offer the, the done for you solutions to actually implement all of this stuff we've been talking about. And that's and that's another piece that's great too, because as if you're in a similar situation, you're just now getting your first deal, you're starting to get you're you're starting through that scaling process at some point, um, along with not being able to to fund the deals yourselves, you're gonna realize that in order to scale, you're gonna need different members of your team right and and you're talking purely marketing right now and purely capital raising that capital raising function which is extremely important um and, and there's other members of your team that that's important as well but this is just one uh one focus piece that can definitely help you know help you jump start um jump start that journey to to, to raising the capital so i i really like that that's great awesome. that's great glad it's been helpful you have any other questions about the process or anything no, I think I think the process is is very very uh, well laid out. Um, well, the the last question I guess I have for you is uh, if there was one piece of advice that you would give to someone that um, is just starting their their cop, capital raising venture, right? They're just starting it. If, they, if there was one piece of advice, what would that one piece of advice be? One piece of advice would be to to own the experience that you already have. Right? Because so many people think, you know what, I don't have a hundred doors in my portfolio. I don't have 15 deals under my belt. I've only done one deal or two deals. Who the heck's going to invest with me? Lots of people would be happy to invest with you because again, 95% of people have never done a single deal. If you invest done one or two deals, you're light years ahead of them. It's like the kid in kindergarten looking at the kid in grade three or grade four going, holy smokes, they can they can read, they can print their name, they can tie their shoes, they don't need nappy <laughs> time. They're, <laughs> they're like light years ahead. So you don't have to, you know, 
wait until you're at the same level that some of the you know big guys and gals are at your local media or people that you hear on podcasts or stuff like that. Own what you've already got, have confidence in that and start raising capital sooner rather than later. Love the analogy. I love that advice. And, and I think that is a real fear um, of a lot of uh, first time investors or people that are trying to scale um, that that sense that, hey, I've got to be this big thing before before I scale to the next level. So um, I'm, I'm really, really glad you said that's awesome advice. Awesome advice. Dave, how can our listeners get in contact with you? Well, there's two ways. There's there's two ways, Dan. Uh, first way is if you'd like to spend a full day doing a workshop via Zoom all about this, because we just kind of went over the 30,000-foot perspective, uh, you can check that out at investorattractionworkshop.com. We do a couple of those a month usually. Uh, if you just kind of want to get your, your feet wet and find out a little bit more, then happy to give folks a free copy of my book, Money Partner Formula. Is, would that be all right there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I'm, so, gonna, I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick that free. up myself. So <laughs> yeah. well, I'll trade you for it. Here's what I'll trade you. I'll trade you trade you your name and your email address for it, and you'll get a free copy of the book. And you can get that at investorattractionbook.com. All Excellent. Right? Excellent. We'll do that. Hey, so all the information, all Dave's information will be down below in the show notes. Make sure you reach out, um, especially if you're in that phase where you're starting to raise your capital and you're starting to starting to scale. We've got the, he's got the tools there for you. So uh, the five steps and, and start raising your money and start doing those syndication of those deals. And, and that's, you know, that's your, that's your path to success. So um, really, really enjoy the conversation. Um, it's excellent information. I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, with that said, this is Dan Wynn signing off.